Welcome inside the Raw Report on KBLA Top 1580, where we bring you the latest in entertainment news, trending topics, and interviews. I'm your host, Robin Ayers, with you Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. And I can't lie. I can't lie. Part of the best the best part of my day is watching Andy in there grooving once he, <laughs> he puts on these cuts. I'm telling you, Andy is the man. DJ A plus in the building. Okay. All right. Let me go ahead. Uh, welcome all of you. Hello. Hello. I appreciate you for checking us out today. Another wonderful conversation because y'all, you already know there's always something going on within the entertainment field. There just is. And today is no different. We're going to break it all down for you uh, with our entertainment contributor of the day. And if you want to weigh in, this may be a conversation that you want to weigh in on. And you can feel free to do that by calling us at 1-800-920-1580. You can also join us over in our YouTube chat. It's just a good idea. Our community over there is always popping. So hello to you guys over in our YouTube. Uh, I'm sure slowly we're going to start getting on in there. But yeah, go ahead and join in on the uh, on the YouTube chat. That's KBLA 1580 and KBLA 1580 on all of our social media platforms. You should be doing that by now. You should also be following me at Robin Ayers. I talk back. I don't bite. I'm a good I'm a good girl. All right. Listen, uh, not too much in updates. I actually really want to get to the show. I really, really do. Uh, we have a few things that we're going to be talking about. So, Andy, let's just go ahead and drop it. Now it's time for a breakdown. Lizzo. Oh, man. <laughs> Lizzo, what is going on? I will preface this entire conversation by saying that we've not heard from Lizzo, but who we have heard from are several other people who are uh, claiming some different things. And these allegations aren't, you know, anything to sneeze at. And so uh, we're, we're reading articles, we're reading posts, we're, you know, all kinds of things that are going up about Lizzo. We'll break it down and tell you why she is... Th- This person who we're hearing about is the complete antithesis of who she has presented herself to be in the media. We're going to break it down for you exactly what's going on. But she is being sued. Lizzo is being sued right now. Again, we will break it down for you and tell you why and what happened. Who's pointing fingers? We're also going to be talking about this one hurts my heart because it's about the kids. LeBron James's school the I promise school that's over in Akron Ohio um I I really want to talk about this I really really want to talk about this and we'll tell you uh what's what's sort of disappointing uh over there right now uh but you know what we can't necessarily just start pointing fingers at LeBron James I'll tell you why they're pointing fingers at LeBron James though on the other side we're also going to talk about you know the missing woman's missing quote unquote uh, that's that's her name Andy I just got to say that's how I got to you know talk about her she's the missing woman um <laughs> we know that she was uh, allegedly missing at one point but Carly Russell uh she has now admitted that all of that was a hoax but anyway her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend rather he stepped into the chat room all right ex-boyfriend stepped into the chat room we will tell you why he is getting a lot of attention right now it's kind of funny on one hand but then is it really on the other hand all right we'll talk about it and more on the other side again with our contributor of the day who i can't wait to talk to because she's so fantastic you are listening to the raw report on kbla talk 1580 stay right there 
Okay, there is so much to break down here, but I'm not here to do it by myself. I am here to do it with our entertainment contributor of the day, entertainment publicist, Whitley Yates. How are you today, Whitley? I'm so good, and I'm so excited. We have a lot to talk about. We do. We have so much to talk about, and I'm glad that you are with us on The Raw Report to do that. Um, Whitley. How do we start? How do we even start, okay, with this Lizzo conversation? It is just, I guess, more so than anything, let me just set the grounds for everyone who who may not know what's going on with Lizzo. Lizzo, as we know, is a very popular artist, musician. She is a, a plus-size woman, very proud to be her size, and she's an advocate of, you know, plus-size women. And she has been speaking her truth and just shaking it all for the world to see for years now. And uh, there has been contention with Lizzo and the public and fans and people who come at her for all the things that she does. And she has been complaining for so long that she has been a, a victim of body shaming, fat shaming, so so to speak, if you will. And she's been speaking up against that. And, you know, she has built a whole tribe around her of people who are like, that's not right. That's not cool. How you doing that to Lizzo? And now the world was shocked because, you know, here we are finding out that today, August 1st, three of Lizzo's former dancers have now filed um, a lawsuit against her. And they're claiming literally that she is creating or fostering an environment that is hostile, that is, uh, she, they're alle- alleging that she is body shaming uh, her dancers. There have even been sexual um, abuse allegations. We'll break that down because there are some specifics with that. They're not necessarily towards Lizzo, but just that camp in general. And that has just been an host- a hostile environment. So we do know that several people have spoken up about this. But first and foremost, you know, Whitley, I got to get your opinion on this. Me personally was shocked because I've been one of those people who I was a rider for Lizzo. I was always like, you know, trying to stand up for her saying we've seen her work out. We've seen her talk about trying to take care of her body more so. So the public should leave her alone. But to find out that allegedly this could be true where she is body shaming her dancers and people in her own camp. I don't know. That's disappointing. Tell me what you think about that. I think anyone who names their production company Big Girl, Big Touring, um, would be someone who wouldn't be body shaming. Right. And so these allegations against her when she has been a champion of love the skin you're in no matter what size is really alarming, actually. Mm-hmm. I think that people are more surprised because she's been such an advocate and a champion. And so to read some of the allegations about how she's making um, these dancers feel about their weight and some of the members on her team, it just seems incongruent with her brand. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, yeah, th- that's exactly right. Uh, we've not heard, again, Lizzo has not put out any statements. This is kind of a hard one to come back from because it's not like we're necessarily just talking about people who are online posting, which has happened, by the way, and I'll get to that in a second. But that's sort of easy. Easier, I'll say. When you have people just talking about you, they're just rambling online with their own claims. But this is an actual lawsuit. So I'm sure she's watching her mouth. I'm sure she's watching, you know, with her attorneys figuring out uh, the the proper response, her publicist or whomever. You know, you, you know all about that. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm sure there's got to be a, a, a the right strategy for her to kind of come forth. But 
this is no easy, uh, easy feat. Okay, so what we know is Ariana Davis, Crystal Williams, and Noel Rodriguez have all uh, made claims that she was being, um, there was a specific situation where she was uh, claiming or accusing her dancers of drinking, drinking alcohol before the performances or before the tour. And uh, they were all like, no, that, that we didn't do that. This is all alleged. We don't know the, um, again, there's always several sides of a, of a story, but this is what they are claiming. They're saying that she put them through a rigorous and actually the word is excruciating 12-hour rehearsal to make them re-audition for their spot. And one was so uh, nervous about losing her job that she had to use the restroom, but she, she did not go and she soils herself because she was afraid of losing her job. So, um... This seems like it can get pretty deep. I don't know what kind of receipts they have. I don't know if uh, if they had done, you know, their proper due diligence and making sure that they were taken care of uh, as far as receipts are concerned. But in terms of posting, we do know that um, Ariana Davis, one of the, the former dancers, she says that in light of uh, this is a post that she uh, that she put out. On social media, she says, in light of everything that's going on, please remember that this is not an excuse to be fat phobic, racist or just plain mean. No matter what happened, please be kind to all parties involved. Thank you. Which is really nice of her. Whitley, don't you think that that's just like a nice little uh, statement to put out <laughs> knowing that uh, she has just put, uh, you know, uh, sued, sued Lizzo and she's still asking everybody to be kind. Yes, I also think she's trying to mitigate any countersuits against her because the way people are dragging Lizzo and her team on Twitter, Black Twitter has taken this to a whole new level. And I think Ariana wants to make sure that her actions don't cause repercussions to where Lizzo has a countersuit for bullying, intimidation and things of that nature. I do think that it is the right thing to do, a great PR move. But I also think she's attempting to mitigate some legal ramifications that could come later down the line with how people are treating Lizzo based upon her allegations. Very great point. Uh, very, very great point. Um, Andy, did you have something you wanted to say? Hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people. I mean, that's the whole bar right there. That's true. I mean, we say that all the time, but th if, if this is true, we'll say it that way. If this is true, this could be uh, a prime example of where that could come out. You know, hurt people who she, I'm sure she's been hurt with all of the uh, the body shaming that's gone on with her. Uh, Brandy, Brandy Reddick actually says, well, rehearsal is long, but you get breaks. You know, according to what this article is stating and what one of the dancers had said, she uh, she ultimately was fired uh, when when the excuse was that they were cutting down on, uh, you know, they had budget cuts. But she says that she was the only one fired. And uh, again, according to these dancers, it was a rigorous 12 hour rehearsal. They're making it sound as though there were no breaks and that they just had to get to it. And this was almost like um, Lizzo getting back at them or. uh Something like that. That's that's the way it reads. I'm, uh, they didn't say that, but that's sort of the way that it reads. And I'm not sure, but I do know that the um, the former creative director for Lizzo and that team, she also posted on social media. She said, for clarification, I'm not a part of the lawsuit, but this was very much my experience in my time there. Oh. She says, big shout out to the dancers who had the courage to bring this to light. 
There are uh, several people who are coming out saying things. Uh, another one says, echoing what that former uh, creative director said, I haven't been a part of that world for some time. Uh, she says for around three years for a reason. I was I very much applaud the dancer's courage to bring this to light. And I grieve the parts of my own experience. She says that uh, she appreciates the space uh, that she, basically she wants privacy and she appreciates the space to figure out her feelings. But when you have several people like this, Whitley, coming forward, it kind of rings true a little bit. And I'm I'm the type of person and even the type of journalist who likes to do so much research before I put anything out there. I just don't want to be a part of any sort of, uh, I, you know, I'm not salacious. I've always stood on that. Uh, I'm only about truth. But and so I, 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 I really sort of split the difference when it comes to Stories like this because I don't want to put anything out there. I don't want to perpetuate any sort of negative or false uh, false narratives. But this almost sounds like when you have people, multiple people chiming in on this who are not a part of the lawsuit. So they're they're saying, hey, I'm not going to get anything from this. But this has also been my experience. Um, in your experience, in your professional opinion as well, are you seeing this as... Um, these allegations as possibly being true and how could this be when Lizzo is the prime exist she's the quintessential example of someone who stood for body positivity I think that what this does is it provides undue credibility to the stories of those that have filed the lawsuit so someone else having the same or similar negative experience three years apart from someone that has filed the lawsuit they may not have worked together or even known each other, but can attest to those conditions, the working conditions in which they were in, mm. provides a level of credibility that the allegations could be true. Mm. Um, and so I do and I do find it interesting that they that the um, previous creative director used the word courage because mm. that alludes to not having the courage to step up and waiting for someone to forge a path where you then feel comfortable to speak what has happened to you. Mm, and I oh, think yeah. that we saw that in, in previous allegation cases, specifically with gymnastics and Simone Biles and how those mm -hmm. girls, when one stood up, there were so many others that came forth. Yeah. They just didn't have the courage. And so usually someone leading the way and taking the onus to file a lawsuit and then other people saying, well, yeah, that this did kind of happen. It was very similar um, is usually a sign of credibility to the to those that produce the allegations. Mm, that is just so well stated. Uh, Fahima Sek, she says, I've heard outlandish claims made against Beyonce by former associates that didn't make it, uh, that didn't make it gospel. That part is true, but you know, these, these are my assumptions. Here's Robin talking. This, these aren't facts. This is all, this, this is my speculation. Anytime you work for someone who is of that, notoriety right you know Beyonce they consider the queen of of entertaining and all that stuff she runs a tight ship 
I don't know. I've not personally heard anybody come forward uh, on Beyonce and how that team has been run. Of course, we've heard about Frank Gatson. He is her creative director. He is no joke. I know that to be true just on a personal level. So people have come out and said certain things about what it's like about working with him. But it also makes it seem as though he's just they run a tight ship and they require uh, long hours perfection because anything that Beyonce or anybody like Beyonce Anyone who's willing to do it themselves and put in that type of hard work themselves, they're expecting of everybody else, too. Um, with that being said, though, Whitley, I'm not sure if anybody's going to come out on Beyonce, <laughs> to be to be quite honest. I don't know if people got the, the you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if people um, will, will want to go head to head with the beehive like that. Lizzo, I'm like, ah. I don't know. I can see I can see it being true, although it still does take courage. So if uh, if in fact this is true, I applaud them as well. I really do. You know, what's interesting, I think when you accept or expect excellence, then, you know, the level of dedication and perseverance that comes along with that. And I think Beyonce has always been someone who's been a perfectionist and she wants the best. And so you almost go into that environment expecting that you are going to perform like you've never performed, practice like you've never practiced, and almost grow through the process. And I think that that's actually expected in a lot of performance arts. But some of the details in the allegations were so detailed, um, specifically when it came to some of the sexual allegations, Mm. that that's really what caught people off guard. I think the allegations of her, you know, kind of body shaming or her team body shaming, I honestly think that public opinion could get past that. It was some of the stranger, kinkier things that were alleged in the lawsuit that people are gagging over. Mm. And I am I am flabbergasted <laughs> yeah. at the thought of what I read. Okay, so maybe th- this is something you can help break down for everybody. Uh, from what I understand or understood about this entire uh lawsuit that Charlene Quigley, who is the dance captain, I believe she's still there. There's nothing that says that she was a former dance captain, but Charlene Quigley, apparently there were uh, allegations towards her and this sexual assault or sexual abuse is, is the language. Um, They are also saying that they were not sure that Lizzo was aware of this. Do you understand um, any of this to be like, do you have a different understanding of this case? Yes. So there was an event that I, I, according to the alleged documents in the lawsuit that the dancers were, they they were made to go to. They didn't say that it was optional. And in this, it was like a variety show, a nude variety show Mm. where there were nude performers and things got out of hand because allegedly Lizzo began inviting cast members to take turns to touch the new performers and catching dildos from their private parts and eating bananas protruding from the private parts of the performers. And when one of the dancers said, I'm good, no, allegedly Lizzo began leading a chant and goading Miss Davis, one of the um, plaintiffs in this allegation, really loud until she got up and performed the act that they were requesting. Mm. Oh, that, that, mm. I was like, well, wait a minute. I said, maybe I read, what? Bananas. <laughs> bananas. <laughs> oh, my God. Bananas. <laughs> In the what? 
Come on, Lizzo. Not not okay. Come on, Lizzo. Not, not bananas. Bananas. <laughs> this is this is a wild story right here. This is just wild. Where where does Lizzo? go from here this is obviously damaging very very damaging even if this is even if she can come there's whatever however this lawsuit settles right we don't know what will happen from here but however it however it settles she's not going to be able to dodge the image this this new image that we have of her she's or at least for quite some time so i'm sure this is going to be damaging to her career is there a way for her? You're, you have, you know, you're very intelligent uh, publicist uh, attorney. Do you know how you would, if Lizzo is your um, is your client, how do you help the the? What is the strategy to sort of move around this and navigate this new space? Yes, as a crisis publicist, what I think Lizzo needs to do and what needs to happen is a statement needs to be released from her and her team, mm-hmm. and the statement should not be bashing the allegations, but considering the safety, care, and concern of all of her employees, not only present, but past employees, is her first concern. Um, And I think that over time, as more things begin to come out, what her team will need to do is refine her image. Um, And that refining of her image will be after the dust settles from this, a statement is released. They'll probably be in court about a year and a half to two years Mm. back and forth on this. But then once once that clears, whether guilty or innocent, they will need to begin refining her image. It's interesting enough that she has a song talking about um, that some people have signed NDAs from her and she had to get them off their team. They're going to sue her. And she says, F them. Like she can no mm. longer make those types of lyrics yeah. palatable in her music yeah. when she's going through these types of allegations. So there will need to be an entire refinement of her career um, and the things that she's saying within her songs and her image. But I do believe that she can bounce back. I think we see this in the majority society all the time with different yeah. allegations. And I mean, right now you've got the the president's son right with all of these allegations so i definitely think that she can bounce back in the court of public opinion but it's going to take some massive refining of her image i'll tell you what if i ever get into trouble i'm calling whitley (laughs) 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 i am calling you okay so uh listen the amount of bananas that i see over in the youtube chat is actually pretty funny um so shout out to all of you (laughs) bananas okay um (laughs) <laughs> this is pretty funny. Uh, we are going to get to our other topics on the other side because we've got to break those down. And I'm actually excited to hear what you have to say about uh, the the I Promise LeBron James school as well. And we'll talk about this Carly Russell situation or ex-boyfriend situation on the other side as well. Right now we've got news, traffic, and sports. You are listening to The Raw Report with Robin Ayers on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay right there. Tell you, welcome back to the Raw Report. There is nobody like Andy. Nobody like Andy. That is that's for all of y'all in the YouTube chat with the bananas. Oh, with the banana emoji. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that one took me out. That took me out. Okay, Andy, I, I guarantee you, Andy, there is nobody like you. I appreciate you so much. Uh, you are inside the Raw Report on KVLA Talk 1580. We are having a discussion about body shaming from Lizzo out of all people. It's like, 
allegedly, all right, let me use the, the correct terminology here, allegedly body shaming and fostering an environment that's hostile for her workers and her team and all this. So there's a lawsuit against her right now. And, you know, according to Whitley, our, our contributor of the day, this could very possibly go on for a year and a half or something just because it, are you saying that in terms of it being multiple people, just, uh, you know, several people who have come out with this? Right. So the three uh, plaintiffs, just imagine how long the depositions are going to take from Lizzo's attorneys and her side getting depositions on all of these three people. Think about the list of witnesses. I mean, I can just see this playing out for a very long time. Um, and that's actually not necessarily a bad thing for her career because innocent until proven guilty sometimes, except sure. for in the court of public opinion. <laughs> right. But it, it yeah. allows her to kind of duck and dodge any type of a, um, a verdict for a while. Mm-hmm. To come up with a strategy. To come up with a strat a strategy. Uh, Will Smith did it. Will Smith did it. I mean, he, he, he came up with a strategy. He held low. That's exactly what I was saying he should have done, uh, is just to lay low for a second. He did what he needed to do behind closed doors as in, in terms of, like, you know, reaching out to the people whom he hurt. And, you know, maybe that's something that Lizzo, I don't know if if if... if they would advise her if her team would advise her to reach out to certain people but definitely laying low is not a bad idea uh unless she puts out a statement and she's taking some sort of accountability that might be another thing but i guess we'll just watch this and see where it goes from here but i will say off top just off top as somebody who was definitely an an advocate for lizzo and the plus size community i was riding for her so this is a little bit disappointing but i also understand how things how how things go so i'm just going to be patient and wait to see how this plays out um but i want to get your thoughts on this lebron james uh well okay let's be clear it's the lebron J- his his family foundation i promise school his pro- the i promise school that's over in akron ohio the eighth graders all of the eighth graders every single eighth grader has failed the math test over the past three years. And obviously this is very discouraging for taxpayers who are, who are putting, you know, their money towards this as well. They, they want some leeway. I think there are several things that are unfair about this, but one being that LeBron James has his name plastered. That's the first thing you're going to read. It's not, I promise school. It's going to say LeBron James is I promise school. Uh, number one, I do think that that is unfair, but this is also something he, he signed up for and had to know that if you're going to put your name on something like that, it has to, uh, it has to work, especially when you're talking about children in the community. I don't know what your experience is in in working with the community and students and education and all that, but this this mm-hmm. this is, this is not good, Willie. This is not good. So, how do they come back from this? You know, so I want to say all times I have taught in inner city schools with at risk youth for two years, um, and I do that as a volunteer through a, a local nonprofit here. And I understand the impetus and what he's doing. But I really think the media is looking for a way to punish LeBron because they really don't like a lot of his stances anyway and that he consistently stands for the community. Because the truth is, 
that middle schoolers reading and math scores around the United States have plummeted. Yes. So I promise school is not a, a, a singular issue. This is happening everywhere mm-hmm. from public to private to charter schools. This is an issue. And picking his out in particular to say, oh, look how terribly your middle schoolers did is really unfair when everyone's math scores have declined. Sure. And that this, according, you know, to the nation's report card, this is something that everyone should be worried about, specifically 13-year-olds. Sure. And so I'm I'm sad that this is happening. However, it lets us know exactly where we are as a community and what we should be focused on so that we can get better. It's opportunity for growth for everyone. So... I'm disappointed that we haven't seen that growth yet, but I understand when you're focused and faced with at-risk youth who have all of these other other social determinants of health that are being impacted, their housing, their food insecurity, whether or not they have a stable home life, and all of these other things specifically for at-risk youth impacting them that maybe studying and doing well on this math, this standardized math exam is not the best. I think that what they're going to do is take this as a learning lesson and utilize it to upskill their teachers, to work specifically with their students so that they're not in this position moving forward. I hope so. Um, You are right that a lot of the math scores have plummeted, especially since COVID. And if we're talking about over a span of three years, that makes a lot of sense. My own children, having had started high school online everybody was virtual uh, right around that time so a lot of things happened and uh this could be a result of that maybe maybe never having gotten back on track but i will say um it, it speaks volumes when you're saying every eighth grader in the school not the majority yeah. not you know 80 90 percent of them have have failed We're, they're saying every single eighth grader has failed the math exam so yeah, while I do give it, you know, a little bit of grace, of course, we're talking about nationwide. I do understand that there is a, a nationwide problem, but there's something a little bit deeper here that I I can't put my finger on. I certainly haven't looked into it. And the other thing that I'll say is over the past three years, we've not seen uh, and this could be to your point, though. We've not seen them make such a big deal in the headlines of all the eighth graders failing their math exams. Mm-hmm. So why now? Right. And why now? Because you, you did it one year because that's actually a big deal. If you're no matter how many years you go, <laughs> 2019, 2020, uh, if if every eighth grader is failing at that point, you would make mention of it because that is a big deal. But how come three years later are they just now saying this? So that might be something to your point. But I also hope that uh, it is it's very sad. Uh, Brandy Reddick says that it that it's sad. It's true. Uh, I, I just I really, really love uh, what he's doing over there, what they are doing, not just LeBron James. I know that it takes a team and it takes, you know, their um, – the, the educators and everybody getting involved. I really hope that they turn it around for, if nothing else, for the kids' sake, because uh, obviously we want them to all, all to do well. Uh, Deborah Chacoa, she says, given LeBron James's name is behind the school, I would expect more resources would have been allocated to bring mm. up those math scores. Whitley is right. Uh, math and reading have fallen nationwide. Absolutely. Absolutely. All agree. races. All yes. races have yes. plummeted. <laughs> Um, but I do think the school, when they released their statement, they were very accountable to the community. And they also let people know that 
they're replacing the principal. So the principal that was there is leaving. So they're bringing in new leadership and they understand that they have some work to do. Mm -hmm. And so I think that in the grand scheme of where we all need to be. And I think it's so funny when, um, cause he's kind of being attacked right now yeah. from a lot of the pundits and media sites about his failing school and all of these different things. But do you know what your children's test scores are? Come on and preach Before somebody. You... <laughs> Come on. Wait a minute. <laughs> Did your child pass the standardized state test? Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Such a Wait, great you point. Gotta, you got to sweep your own porch. And I think that this is a wake up for all of us in the community to really step up and start helping children in these areas and do what we can each and every day, whether we have children or not, to make sure that we are helping to mentor and that we are guiding them through their educational journey. Because over the past three years, they've been through COVID, which is unprecedented. I mean, we barely survived as adults. Yep, absolutely. Through COVID. Absolutely. Mentally. So imagine being a child and still having all of the responsibilities of learning placed on you. Mm. So I'm going to give him some space and grace to mm -hmm. get it together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we but appreciate next year, that. got to come up. Yeah, next year. We, we watching. Okay. Uh, Andy, what, what did you want? <laughs> yeah, I just want to yeah. piggyback off of Miss Yates' comments and mm. just say that, you know, I used to work in the nonprofits, you know, education and all that jazz. And, uh, you know, one of the main issues was, was parent engagement. And I think, quite mm -hmm. frankly, there's a lot of parents that just they send their they send their kids off to school or whatever after school programs as if like they're just babysitters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Education continues in the house. Yeah. And, and if you have an educator, if you have some sort of teacher reaching out to you and you're a parent, you got to bring your butt to the school mm. because we, we yeah. need your assistance. Quite frankly, you know what I'm saying? Especially during the pandemic. Yeah. The role of the parent was was crucial. Mm. And the fact that, you know what I'm saying, you just send your, your kid off to school just thinking like we babysitting your kids. No, man, education continues at the house. So y'all got to be a little bit more engaged. Um, Andy, go on and what? give yourself an applause. Give yourself an applause, brother. Go on ahead and give it. <laughs> he said. Yeah. Andy's, accountability is contact. Okay? okay. I mean, that's that's pure facts right there. Um, and let's not. But what let's, happens when the parents don't know when they can't help you with your math homework because they don't understand it themselves? There's a number of there's so many layers to Ooh. this. There's so many layers because the where are the resources? Today, yeah. Where are the resources to go towards tutoring? Where are the resources to go towards therapy? Since these kids, because you mentioned something, Whitley, these kids are, yeah, we've, we, they've gone through COVID. We're expecting them to start virtually online. I know they're back in schools now, but in the interim, they were going through mental health issues. All, a lot of these kids suffered in that way. So, of course, if you're if you're not knowing how to handle that, uh, other things are gonna um, other things are gonna uh, be affected. So it, it's just so it's so multi layered here. But uh, I guess the overall sentiment is that we all hope that they get their uh, get their act together, that they turn it around, and and like Whitley said, we're gonna be looking next year. All right, so we give them a little bit of grace right now. We're gonna be looking next year. Um, I need to get before we before we let you go. I have to get your thoughts on this entire situation with Tomar Simmons. Tomar Simmons, who is Carly Russell's ex boyfriend, and we know Carly Russell to be the missing woman who was in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and um, he is scheduled and signed an appearance to be to make an appearance at an Atlanta club. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
I'm not making light of the situation, but I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> Is it too soon? They said basically now he's missing love. They want to try to help him find love. Is this a good a good opportunity to leverage your recent situation with your ex-girlfriend or is it just too soon and you're doing too much tomar simmons it's team too much it's team too much team too soon <laughs> she she just got released on bail she like she hasn't even been out for for 72 hours and you're already capitalizing we are still hurt the prayer groups are still meeting about carly okay <laughs> The hoax hasn't settled. The dust hasn't settled from the hoax yet. And he is already capitalizing, trying to make a coin and doing some flavor of love type situation. I think it's too soon. I think it's too much. And the fact that this specific hoax predicated on black missing women, which is a real issue, is, I believe, something that should not be exploited at all. Yes, yes, yes. Well, there was a woman who works at that particular club and she was just dumbfounded. Like, you've got to be kidding me. This can't be true. And she saw a flyer of him on that he was going to make an appearance at her club. And she reached out to the supervisor and said, is this true? And sure enough, he is coming there. And uh, I think for many people, he is making too light of the situation too soon. So I definitely agree with you on that. Um yeah, Pretty Brown Mimi, she says, Tomar Simmons is looking for his 15 minutes of fame. That's another angle. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Brandy sure. Renee says, boy, stop. Yes. Penny Thompson says, Whitley, yes, way too much too soon. We agree with you, Whitley. We love having you here at The Rob Report. I truly, truly appreciate you stopping through and enlightening us with all your knowledge, your wisdom. And like I said, if I'm ever in trouble... I'm calling you because you know what to do. Thank I'm you calling guys you. so much. Let everybody know where they can find you online. All right. You can find me on Instagram, Whitley J. Yates. You can find me on Twitter at Whitley J. Yates. And you can find me on Facebook, Win James. It's been a pleasure. I will see you guys next time. Absolutely. Take care. Enjoy your night. Okay, when we come forward, that was really a great conversation. Uh, When we come forward, we will have your Who's Got Next. I'm actually excited to bring this one to you guys as well as What Not to Miss. On the other side, you are listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Stay right there. All right. You know, I'm always looking for something a little bit different to bring to the Raw Report uh, for your Who Got Next. And um, this one. Actually, kind of took me by surprise. I, th- I think it's very powerful. Her message is powerful more than anything. So I want you guys to take a listen. This is Melanie Charles and Marlena Shaw called Woman of the Ghetto. Melanie Charles, Marlena Shaw, Woman of the Ghetto. Okay, Melanie Charles. Definitely, definitely a funky vibe. Just... When I listen to music like this, honestly, uh, it just makes me feel like summertime watching a concert under the stars. Just it just feels really, really good. And, um, you know, I like that type of vibe. So hopefully you guys can rock with that as well. Um, Your what not to miss. There are several things that are coming up that I just absolutely don't want you to miss. But um, this Saturday, August 5th. There is some there's a tribute to Art LeBeau presented by Dub Lab 
Um, you can get some more information if you want to go to grandperformances.org. Of course, this is happening in L.A. I'm so sorry for you East Coasters and your Midwesterners. <laughs> Uh, but definitely something that you will want to check out. This is happening on Grand Avenue right here in L.A. <clears throat> Again, it's a it's a tribute to Art LeBeau. So if you know anything about Art LeBeau, you would love this. So definitely check that out. You can go to grandperformances.org to get more information. It's something that you should just do. Talking about performances and live and under the stars and sexy nights and summer nights and all that stuff. Go ahead and check it out. And remember that if you have someone... That you'd like for me to listen to uh, for your who's got next or what not to miss. Be be feel free. Go ahead and send me that information. Um, I, I always appreciate that. I appreciate Whitley J. Yates for uh, joining me on the Raw Report today. She is always fantastic. Thank you guys for the interaction and the likes on the videos and the engagement and all that good stuff. I'm Robin Ayers. And remember today and every day forward to be a blessing. <laughs>